Hello, my friend. Are you a superhero in disguise, tirelessly juggling the needs of everyone around you while you put your aspirations and future on the back burner? Well, you're not alone and you've just landed in the perfect spot. Welcome to Surviving to Thriving, the podcast designed exclusively for phenomenal women who are ready to take back their lives. I'm your host, Janessa Durrani, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life that you look forward to waking up to, one that is in complete alignment with your superpowers, loves, and mad skills. Join me on this exciting journey where we're going to dive deep into the art of putting ourselves first without the guilt trip. You're about to embark on an adventure filled with laughter, storytelling, and strategies that will make you wonder why you didn't start this journey to you sooner. Together, we will shatter the belief that putting yourself first is a luxury, and instead, we'll explore how it's an essential ingredient for a truly fulfilling life. So curl up and get comfy or take me on a walk. Let's embark on this transformative journey. Remember, it's not about being selfish. It's about being self-full. Because when you thrive, everyone around you does too. So get ready to laugh, learn, and leap into a life where you are the leading lady, not just the supporting role. It's time to trade surviving for thriving. Let's go. Hello, my friend. So I don't watch regular TV. I don't know. Something happened along the way sometime during COVID when I can't really read fiction or watch movies or watch TV. It just, it doesn't hold my attention. But what does hold my attention are competition shows. I have some sort of obsession with shows such as Amazing Race, Project Runway, Top Chef, and this summer's obsession was re-watching all the episodes of The Great British Baking Show. Now, from those shows, I have watched every single one of them when they were originally on, and I have since watched all of them again. Yes, there's probably something to be said for a deep psyche here and so forth. That aside... This week's talk is all about the five lessons that I have learned from watching about 5,000 episodes of Top Chef. If you haven't watched Top Chef or for whatever reason, don't even know what it is, it is a competition show where they take professional chefs, usually around 16, bring them to a location around the country where they have to then pit against each other in cooking competitions and each week someone goes home. And there are varying levels of skills that they need to bring to the table and so forth. And probably because I don't eat all the things I have to, I love watching It's like I can't eat it, so I'll just watch it being made. Maybe that's where my obsession comes. It could just be from this 
I'm not a competitive person, but there is the piece of me that's always thinking like, what would I do in this situation? What would I do in this situation? And I am not a culinary genius. So I was much better when there used to be um, the competitions on HGTV on the next design star. That one, I was always like, oh my goodness, I need to be on this show. But in any case, I think with this show and actually from any show that you watch, I'm sure you could learn lessons, but I'm going to give you my five lessons that I've learned from watching, again, five bajillion episodes of Top Chef. Each week, someone goes home and each of these five lessons have sent a million people packing. Okay, same lessons, season after season. First one, don't make other people's food. What happens is these young, typically young chefs come and they have from different varying backgrounds and so forth, one will be Uh, Mexican cuisine, another's Greek cuisine, another one's from a steakhouse and so forth. And that is, that's their wheelhouse. That's, that's who they are. But inevitably, somewhere along the way, they get in their own head and they start to think, I need to make something that the, that the judges want, the outside, those who are judging them. And we all have those who we think are judging us. They want to impress them in a way to show them their breadth, their versatility, and so forth. And or they think that the judges are wanting a specific thing. So they go out of their lane and, you know, the steakhouse rustic chef is now making a dish that is kind of a highfalutin French dish where they're trying to do microgreens with tweezers on the top and they've just lost their self in it. And inevitably, the judges will say, this isn't your food. We want to see your food. And they are in this quandary of like, but I thought you wanted something else. We're not in a competition for cooking. Food isn't necessarily our thing, but we all have our superpowers, our strengths, the things that we are amazing at. And when we deviate from that to try to be like Mary or to conform to those judges in our world, we stop, we stop losing ourselves and stop losing our way, or we start to lose our way. And the lesson is that we need to love what we do and do it proudly. Lesson two, don't make beats five ways. What am I talking about? Inevitably, every season, Someone makes the decision that they have to, you know, if there's a competition and they have to use a specific ingredient, they don't just make something 
fabulous with that ingredient. They decide they're going to make it five ways, three ways, two ways, whatever the case is. They go over and above what the judges have asked for in an effort, again, to impress, to push themselves, to win. And in doing that, they do none of it well. If they had just focused all of their efforts on bringing out the beauty of that ingredient in one simple and fabulous way, they probably would have won. But they have clouded the whole situation with four more preparations, all of which kind of fell flat. I say this all the freaking time. You, my friend, can do anything, but you can't do everything. Know what you're good at, do it well, pare it down, don't try to impress, don't spread yourself too thin. Make your beats one way. Don't make your beats five ways. Number three, don't get thrown off without salmon. What am I talking about? We've got to be able to adapt. So often, the judges will give them a, this is your, this is your brief for this, for this next competition. And they make out their, their grocery list and they are all in. This is the dish I'm going to make. In this case, salmon. They're going to make an amazing salmon dish, so on and so forth. They go to Whole Foods because that's where they shop everywhere. And oh no, they don't have salmon. And they fall apart. Now they're wandering aimlessly. They have no idea what they're going to do. They spend their whole 30 minutes shopping, just complaining about how they don't have salmon. And now they're going to have to, I don't know, pick a monkfish. They just don't know what to do. And it throws them so far off their game that you can tell at the shopping trip, they're going to be on the chopping block. They're going home because they can't adapt. They were so fixated on this was the outcome that when they are thrown for a loop, they cannot, cannot pivot. And I really do hate that word these days. That being said, I have an episode, episode number 37, on this concept of how we need to prepare and not plan. If we look at life as a formula, everything is just a combination of different inputs put together. Similar to a recipe, how are these guys able to create something? I also love the show Chopped when they're given like these four ingredients in 30 minutes to make something. They have already know, okay, I need a protein. I need some acid. I need some sweet. I need a salt. I need some umami. They just hit those things. Any combination of those things is going to come together in harmony. They know what works. They are keeping flexible. They are not 
tied to the outcome. This is kind of on the whole idea of goal setting. We set a goal and it's like, that's what it is. And I'm only happy if I get there. Whereas if we think of goal setting as that's where I'm pointing, that's where I'm directing. But if something comes in my way, I can go around it. I can come up with something else. It's like being open and being ready and knowing that most likely when you get to that grocery store, there is something on that list that you're not going to have. And what are the possible backups already planned out? So I'm going to do a salmon dish or I could do this, this, or this. Being flexible, my friends. It's no different than we've had grand plans for where we were going to be in our lives at this moment. And I'm not going to be happy with my life unless I have that. How often are we sacrificing the life we are meant to have by holding so tightly to the life you thought you wanted? Fourth lesson. You need to speak up, my friend. Many, many, many of the challenges within Top Chef, actually all of these shows, are team-oriented. So six team members have to get together and they have to come with a progressive dinner, tasting menu, and so forth. And so they all get together and one person's like, I want to do the cold on, or, you know, the salad course. Someone wants to do the first course, so on and so forth. Nobody ever wants to do dessert. Everyone goes home for dessert. That's probably a different lesson. There's always someone who lets everyone else choose first. The person that knows in their heart of hearts that they want to make X, Y, Z, but everyone told them, no, 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 we want you to do this. And they shut down. They don't speak up. They don't self-advocate. They don't and are not able to express themselves on the plate. Every one of these shows, they will say, when you love the food, if you love what you're making, it'll show on the plate. And when you feel diminished, not heard, and so forth, you're not going to do your best. It's just not possible. So we all need to speak the hell up. That also is a whole other episode on the podcast on self-advocating. No one is coming to save us, my friends. We have to save ourselves. We are only number one on our own list, and that's only if we put ourselves there. So if something is not in alignment with you, if something doesn't feel right, if you're wanting something, don't let someone else take it from you. A few minutes of uncomfortable conversation is usually all it is between you and what you want. But if we're always trying to please everyone, keep the peace 
and appease, we are the ones that are going to suffer. Last one, number five. Don't run out of steam, my friend. In these competitions, everyone starts hard. They start strong. They go for the, they're swinging from the rafters. They're doing all the crazy things. They're pushing themselves. In a lot of these competition shows, they're not sleeping. They're not eating. They're not hydrating. They're not doing any of the things that a normal human should be doing on a regular basis, let alone one that is in extreme conditions. And inevitably, someone is just like, I'm done. I'm done. I referenced this in the episode on quitting. All of these episodes will be in the show notes of the ones that I'm referencing. And there are times when quitting is okay. But in these situations, running out of steam is avoidable. We need to listen to our bodies. What do we need to be our best selves? And we need to pace ourselves. We are great at starting, not so great at finishing. And that's because we use up all of our energy in the first round. Each one of these lessons really comes down to alignment. All of these things are showing when we are out of alignment. Knowing what we're amazing at and staying in that wheelhouse, celebrating it and being willing to come to the table as you are. Being comfortable with who you are. And being comfortable in your own skin. That's huge. Being able to see your superpowers, your genius, and playing in that place. Keeping reality in check. What is possible? This goes back to, we don't need to do things five ways. What do you have the bandwidth to take on and do not take on anything else? Being able to be in tune with what your body needs and what you need and being able to voice it. So are you in alignment? I want you to ask yourself these questions. What's your food? In other words, what are your strengths and are you playing to them? Where in your life are you trying to impress when you really should just hone in? What throws you off your game? Where can you do more preparation in your life? for the inevitable roadblocks and curveballs. Where do you need to speak up? Where are you diminishing 
your voice. And what do you need on the daily to endure the challenge that is our life? Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Surviving to Thriving. Remember, you're not alone in this adventure, and I'm here cheering you on every step of the way. If you found value in today's episode and want to stay connected, make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode filled with practical strategies, heartwarming stories, and of course, a few laughs along the way. And hey, let's spread the word together. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your reviews not only make my day, but they also help other incredible women like yourself find the podcast and join our thriving community. So as we wrap up today, remember that you're worth every freaking ounce of effort you put into yourself. Embrace the journey of self-advocacy, exploration, and play as you journey to you. Stay connected on social media. You can find me at Just Janessa on all platforms. And if you have any questions, thoughts, or even funny stories to share, drop me a message. My email is in the show notes. Your stories inspire me just as much as I hope mine inspire you. Thank you for being part of this incredible community of women supporting women. Together, we are rewriting the narrative from surviving to thriving. Catch you in the next episode.